Across the Margin Podcast. Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into the stories. I'm your host, Michael Shields, and this is usually the point where I remind everyone listening that Across the Margin, the podcast, is part of the Osiris Network. I then go on to elaborate that Osiris is a growing community of podcasts connecting people with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics they love. Check out OsirisPod.com for more great podcasts. So, over the course of the last three episodes, I did mention how I would eventually dive into exactly what Osiris was all about. And uh, that begins here today, right here and right now. So, Osiris is a media company and a global community connecting passionate fans of the arts in a, and of insightful and entirely fun conversation with an eclectic mix of podcasts about music, arts, culture, and more. And it's a community that we here at Across the Margin are extremely proud to be a part of. Essentially, what is offered at OsirisPod.com is a portal to a wealth of information and entertainment. And I want to uh, take some time today to kind of go over some of the podcasts uh, that are available there at OsirisPod.com. Since there's no way I can dig into all the podcasts Osiris has to offer and give them their just due in just one episode, I figured I'd begin digging in to a few of the non-musical offerings at Osiris. And I'd like to commence with talking about a, a podcast that I've completely fallen for. It's called The Road to Now. The Road to Now is a podcast hosted by Bob Crawford and Dr. Ben Sawyer that explains the history behind important events and outstanding individuals of today's world. It's a podcast about exposing truth and about understanding the ways of the world and how things are, how things, how things came to be today. Um, I would go on, but uh, I was fortunate enough to get a, an interview with Bob Crawford, who is one of the hosts of the show, and he does such a such a great job explaining exactly what the road to now is. So, uh, Bob, I, sh- I have to note is also uh, he's the bassist in the Avid Brothers, and if you uh, if you don't know the Avid Brothers, fix that immediately. Uh, and I would start with I and Love and You. It's a desert album uh, for yours truly. But So I got a chance to talk to Bob, and, and we dig into all the offerings of, um, of The Road to Now. And so let's just not waste any time. I got a few more interviews that follow this as well. So uh, here is my interview with Bob Crawford. So, Bob, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I've, I've recently become uh, a big fan of your podcast, and uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you in. Well, Michael, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm a fan of your show as well. Uh, I love the, the the in-depth nature of it. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I think we have uh, our podcast have a few things in common, and that's uh, something I, I want to get into as we move forward. But thank you for saying that. Um, I was wondering, to, to start here, can you talk a little bit about 
what the road to now is, uh, its aims, and, and what listeners can come upon on the road to now. Okay, so the, the mission statement, essentially, of the road to now is that we want to find out how we got here. Mm-hmm. Simply stated, how did we get here? And, and it, it, it came, for me, I fell in love with American history in 2000, I believe it was 2004. Okay. And uh, David McCullough, great American historian, he's actually a national treasure. Yeah, John Adams. Yeah, he wrote John Adams, he wrote 1776, and he was on a tour promoting one of those books. I think it was the 1776 book. Mm -hmm. And within the course of three or four days, I saw him on maybe 10, every time I turned on television, he was on there. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, we were in the middle of, of W's presidency. The war in Iraq was not going well. Mm. I believe the Abu Ghraib prison uh, controversy had just bubbled up, with, which was a terrible embarrassment for our country, the way that we were, it was shown that we were treating Iraqi soldiers, mm. uh, Iraqi captives. And, um, you know, on the one hand, you got David McCullough talking about the founding of our nation and George Washington, by all accounts, a man of, of uh, impeccable uh, integrity. And then on the other hand, here we are mired in another war that even at that point seemed to have no end. And the war in Afghanistan has gone on for, what is it, 16 years now, 17 years almost. Yeah, yeah. And so I asked myself, um, well, how do we get here? <laughs> And I began to read, and I'm, I'm in a band, the, the Avett Brothers. Oh, yeah. Uh, at fan. the time, we traveled in a 15-passenger van, mm-hmm. and there was, you're in, the, in this van with four other guys, and I just read. I oh. sat in the back, the back bench, and I read, I read, I read. I read all the Dave McCullough books. Mm-hmm. I moved on to other history books, and I was regularly reading these 750-page historical tomes. And, That's um, amazing, just ripping through him. Your mind must have just been blown over and over it, again. It was, and, and what, I, what I expected to see, or what I was searching for at the time, was this straight line, hmm. right, from the founding to 2004. But, but what, what I began to, to notice the deeper I got into it, you know, you get into anything, right? You, the deeper you get into it, you get into the minutiae of it. So yeah, the nuance. Very and, and you can't, you lose that perspective, right? Yeah. You, you, you can't see, all you see is trees, you can't see the forest anymore. And what I began to realize was uh, American history is not a straight line. It's a, it, in some sense, it's an ocean, a oh. deep ocean. But in, in another sense, it's a, it's a highway system. And there's all these on-ramps and off-ramps. And about that time, I met Ben Sawyer, mm-hmm. uh, our co-host. And Ben was a, uh, a doctoral student at the time in Russian history. Okay. How did, uh, how did you meet Ben? He is your co-host. Uh, uh, just yes. Let the, the ben room. grew up with the Ava brothers. He grew up with Scott and Seth. Oh, and wow. And, and he was in a band with Seth Avid in high school. He played, he played bass also. I played bass, okay. bass with these guys. That's amazing. And, um, and so Dane Honeycutt, our tour manager, who also went to high school, mm-hmm. you got to understand... The Ava Brothers, it's a small operation. Oh, it is, Even okay. today, I yeah. think, compared to other uh, acts after all. Wow, I, would, I wouldn't uh, uh, suspect that. I've seen you, you know, Rage of the Garden before, you know? it's Yeah, yeah. and we are, <laughs> it's kind of ragtag. Mm. And it's uh, sometimes to our benefit, sometimes <laughs> to our detriment. Yeah. But, 
Um, we know everybody has come about in our in our organization has come about in a very organic, natural way. Yeah. We have rarely, if ever, said we need uh, a tech who's like this, and we went to the um, the normal uh, channels to find such a person. We've we've most often we have a few of those guys, and thank God we do. Mm. But we most often said, "Hey, you know that guy who's always hanging around." Yeah, he's nice. Well, can he do lights? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we get Pete Schroeder, our, our lighting tech, who's, who's, who's grown into an incredible tech. But, um, but anyway, so, so Dane said, you need to meet Ben. Mm-hmm. And he told me about Ben. And we were up in Michigan playing in Detroit. Ben came out to the show. He came a couple hours early. We got a cup of coffee. And we just started just talking and just talking about history and all these, you know... You know, it was just two people who are into the same thing, uh, and we parted ways, and, we, and at that point, we became good friends, and we talked about doing a podcast in 2011, mm-hmm. and then my daughter got sick. She was diagnosed with brain cancer. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, um, today, she's doing very well. Fantastic. It's been a long journey. It's a journey that never ends. Wow. But yeah. for about three years, I didn't care to read a history book. Oh, you stepped away? That's, yeah. Yeah, you know... So anyway, a couple, about two years ago, actually two years ago, May, um, I called Ben and said everything was going well. She was healthy. I said, Ben, now's the time. Yeah. If we're going to do this, now's the time. I've got more of a normal life than I've ever thought I could reclaim. And, um, and Ben said, okay. So uh, that was the birth of the road to now. That's fantastic. And you guys, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect pairing, if you ask me. You guys really complement one another. And your passion, uh, both of you, for history, it just, it, it reeks, uh, it, it's, it's, it's so obvious. So but I want to ask you, though, the subject matter you delve into, it's, it's so diverse, and, and you dig deep on some intense uh, subject matters from the War of 1812 to the history of political satire to the history of the Cherokee Nation and beyond. Um, I'm curious, and I guess as a, this, you know, question's coming from, uh, the point of view of a, a fellow podcaster who attempts to delve into weighty and uh, ultimately important top topics himself. How do you go about choosing your topics and guests? And uh, I must say, some of the guests and authors and historians you have had, uh, uh, they're pretty amazing. What, what, what a crew you have assembled. Thank you so much. Uh, we owe a lot of our success to our producer, Ian Scotta. Okay. Who, um, Great work, he, Ian. Ian's an amazing guy, and he was a fan of the podcast. He lives in Nashville, where Ben lives, mm-hmm. and they ran, and Ben and he, him would see each other in some similar social circles. And um, we 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 needed we needed help. Like we got into it, and we started to get we were we were ahead of our skis, as people like to say these days. Yeah, and um, we we desperately needed help to to keep this thing going, and uh, we didn't have any money to pay anybody. So Ian was this talented, eager fan of what we were doing, and uh, he was hired pretty much. Yep. And again, you talk about how you find people that you just connect with uh, on a just a life level, um, and uh, the the skills take care of themselves. You know, it's that it's that thing you can't learn or buy, right? Yeah. It's that attitude. It's that eagerness. It's that confidence. Um, it's that desire to, uh, to, to put together a good show, to get good guests. And Ian has taken the ball 
and uh, if we want to talk to somebody, you know, I used to, you know, personally reach out to a lot of people, but some of these people, I say, Ian, can you try to get so-and-so, and And, uh, lo and behold, I'd say about 80% of the time, he's he's able to do it. That's amazing. I think um, through podcasting, I feel like both of us have been given a gift of sorts. I mean... The fact that when we put down a book, I'm a, I'm a pretty voracious reader as well, uh, I'll, I'll turn to the computer and, and kind of reach out and see if that author wants to talk. And, and sometimes on my end, they say yes, and it looks like on your end, they say yes pretty often. So it's, it's quite a gift we have in that way. We're so lucky because even if you take, I mean, like, right, podcasting right now, it, it is the, um, we live in a time where the technology is as such that if you want to be something in the world, being a musician, you can, I mean, you can literally record an album on your iPhone yep. if you're, if you are so inclined and can learn the technology, it's there for you. I mean, so it's accessible. Uh, and I, I, decide I what to do time. and go do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I can help like, myself, sorry. I know. It's I okay. love it. I love that line. Any schmo <laughs> can have a podcast. Yep, no like, question. Like, literally, like, and I, I'm concerned. I include myself in that bunch. I'm one of those schmoes. Yeah, so so it, it's a matter of um, uh, you know embracing that and um, and then trying to be professional about it True. somehow. Yeah, yeah, taking taking it seriously, and I think that's that's yeah, that's yeah. something that kind of shows and 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 what you're doing. So I'm curious uh, if you could just you know if we're trying to keep it brief, and I could talk to you about all these episodes for days but uh the most recent episode you did was the history of uh the armenian genocide and uh do you want to just tell us a little bit about that episode so we can get a little taste or my listeners can get a little taste of what to expect uh in uh, in these episodes well you know this week was armenian genocide remembrance week okay and, and our guest and ben uh did the interview ron suni was our guest dr Dr. Ron Suni, mm-hmm. who who is a distinguished professor uh, at the history, who is a distinguished professor of history at the University of, of Michigan, um, he recently wrote a book called "They Can Live in the Desert but Nowhere Else," which is a history of the Armenian Genocide. And um, he went to Middle Tennessee State University this week to give a talk mm-hmm. about his book. So it was really a great opportunity for Ben, who has a, a former connection with Dr. Suni. But so, oh, wow. so I, I think I don't think a lot of people know a lot about the Armenian genocide. I don't, and I actually haven't listened to the episode. That's why I was kind of get a taste. I am very eager to. It's, I mean, that's one of the the, the things about your podcast that uh, it's it's there's so many different topics and so much really to to, to learn and come upon. And and uh, oh, quick question, quick kind of an aside: Are you a fan of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History at all? Yes, I am. He's great. Yeah, he's so great. I mean, and, and the podcast, The Road to Now, reminds me of that, and I, I mean that as a as as a compliment in the highest order. So, no, we take it. Can, can I just say one more thing about the Armenian genocide? Oh, please, I did not. Yes, please. What, so, so Ben, you know, now and again, we we uh, if the opportunity comes up and someone's not available, I'll do an episode by myself. Mm-hmm. Ben will sometimes Ian co-hosts. Um, sometimes we get outside co-hosts. Uh, but, but so Ben did this episode and I learned, you know, not being involved in it, I learned a lot. And one of the biggest things I learned about was that the Armenians were a proud people. They were intelligent. They were, uh, they were, um, uh, just very educated, um, very proud people. And, 
and pretty much if it can happen to them, it can happen to any of us. Yeah, yeah. What I learned. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that for a hundred years, most of the world has not acknowledged this genocide. And there are still, to this day, deep political issues. And, and obviously, um, a lot of uh, strong feelings about it on, on, on many sides. So, so anyway, um, I, I think it's, it's a heavy episode, mm-hmm. but I, and it's heavier than a lot of what we do. Yeah. But I think that because of that, I think it's valuable. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds sounds completely eye opening. Yeah, no, I did. I listened to the uh, the political satire one prior to it, which was uh, obviously going to be a whole lot lighter, but incredibly it was the complete opposite. Com- yeah, and, you know, and, and just for for the your listeners who aren't familiar with us, Please. we've done the history of golf. Mm-hmm. We've done the history of the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh which wow! Is, wouldn't believe how incredible that. I mean, you know, they integrated the NBA. It was because of the Globetrotters. I am a huge NBA 40s. fan, and I had no idea that that was the fact. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, I just want your listeners to know, we, we, we take any topic. Mm-hmm. We've done wrestling. So we take any topic, we go to the beginning, and we find out how we got to where it is today. That's amazing. So it, it sounds like a little bit of something for everyone, which is, which is fantastic. Well, I love the podcast, and specifically because it feels as if its true goal is to uncover truth. And I think uh, Dr. Sawyer said it in, um, in, yeah, that season two promo, which I loved, uh, so as not to feel like I was going to be a sucker, which I, I, I thought that was great. But uh, it just feels, the podcast feels really important, especially these days. And so I just want to say keep up the good work. Uh, I'm proud to be able to kind of shine a light on this for our listeners. And thank you so much for being here today. Michael, it's been great talking to you, and obviously, you and I could probably talk for hours. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Ha- I'd love to do this again. I, I know I'm, uh, you know, kind of piecing together a little Osiris preview podcast here, but uh, we should dive into it another time. I think we should have you on the road to now. That would be awesome. Uh, it would be. An, it would be an absolute honor. So, thank you again, we'll, Bob. We'll do that here in the next couple months. Sounds sure. good. Thanks again. All right, bud. So there it is. Uh, how great is Bob? Um, the road to now is, uh, you can surely tell, is the real deal. Um, it's uh, a cast I really, I won't be missing uh, episodes moving forward for sure. So thank you, Bob, for doing that uh, and for the show. It helps you uh, stay awake to the ways of the world, which is great. And their passion in each and every episode uh, uh, for history and for truth is just unmatched. So speaking of passion, the next podcast I'm going to delve into exudes passion, and in this case, a passion for beer. The podcast, entitled Fear of a Craft Beer Planet, is a craft beer podcast that delves into the business of beer, the parallels between the beer business and the music business, and a whole lot more. It's a beer enthusiast's perfect pod, and it's hosted by Jay Rose, James Richard Rabick, and Rob Forzek. This crew is awesome, uh, extremely informed and fun as can be, and I got a chance to talk to uh, Jay, get a hold of Jay for an interview. And uh, he is just as fun-loving and passionate as a human being you will find. And, and we talked a bunch about the show. And uh, let's, let's just dive right in because I want him to tell you about uh, Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. So here is my interview with Jay Rose. Jay Rose, thank you, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. I've been listening to your, to your show a lot and I'm loving it. 
Awesome. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a great pleasure. I've been listening to a few of your episodes, oh, cool. too. Awesome. And um, it's been expanding my mind. It's been very good. <laughs> you cover a lot of different bases, man. I guess I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to give a little something for everybody. And, you know, a lot of different things I'm into. I'm always uh, jumping around like, oh, my God, I want to talk to that person. I want to talk to that person. So, yes, it's all over the place. Yeah, the podcast is a good way to be able to... Um, when you like the way you said you want to talk to this person or that person yeah. we kind of have that same thing and the podcast has afforded us that luxury uh, very recently we've had some some pretty high level people on our podcast that I don't know that I would have been able to sit down with had it not been uh, under the guise of yeah it's quite, it's quite quite the gift we have but let's start and I do want to hear about this high level people but what, what is uh, what is fear of a craft beer planet if you don't mind me asking and and and, oh, and, and real quick I, I love the I love the name I love the logo yeah, I love it <laughs> awesome yeah it's awesome so fear of a craft beer planet craft beer podcast so that is a podcast that I've always kind of had an idea for being in the beer business I've been in the in the beer business on the forefront of the craft movement since about the mid 90s in one way or another oh, wow. whether it's on the retail side or I, uh, I worked for a, a wholesaler for a while. I went mm-hmm. back to the retail side, and I'm back at a wholesaler now. So I've, I've kind of I've worked on trucks as a helper, delivering beer. Like I've seen it all. Yep. I've seen everything happen. And it started in uh, about 1996. Um, started seeing things start to happen with yeah, the craft just stuff. Started, started to take off at that point. I remember it well. Started yeah. to take off. Yeah. 96 was a big year. That's the year that that you you see uh, dogfish, stone, mm-hmm. flying fish. Um, breweries, big name breweries were all starting and yep. that they kind of jokingly call, call it the class of 96. Victory was in that class of 96 and uh, being from um, you know the mid-Atlantic from the Philly area we were pretty lucky because we had at, the, at that time we had Yards Brewing Company we had Victory Brewing Company mm-hmm. Dogfish had started coming up here um, so we were seeing uh, Stone started making their way across the country we started seeing some um, some really interesting beers and as a young man as a, as a, I was at, I was nineteen twenty back then when mm-hmm. this all started happening. Yep. Um, it was fun to jump into. So I mean, that's that's kind of at some point back then I realized like, holy shit, I want to make this my life. Yeah, I want to be in this business. This is this is a whole lot of fun. You found, you found your calling. Like, not like a job. Yeah. Yep. So like, this is great. So I, I I pursued it. Now here we are. You know, twenty years later, and I'm still doing it, which is fun. Um, but the the podcast kind of came about because. Um, it was an idea I had years ago. I want to say like 2005 or six. And my well, the one guy on the podcast, Richard, he went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Oh, okay, yeah. To the radio world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he did. He, he did the thing, and he got into the radio world, and, he, and there he was for a good solid. Um, his timing wasn't excellent, but he was there for a good six, seven years in the radio world, being a producer on a morning show. Mm-hmm. He did all right, but then you know people stopped really listening to radio. And, yep. He kind of his kind of situation fizzled a little bit, and uh, and around that time, I was like, Richard, we should do a podcast about beer. No one's going to listen to it. It'll just be us. Yeah, it'll be fun. Know, our friends or whatever. Yeah, It'll just, just be, be fun. I've got a, all these goofy connections in the business. Why don't we Why don't we just sit down and do something? So he would. He was still in radio at the time, and the way we did it, this was like three years ago, four years ago at this point. He'd sneak me into the. Uh, into the radio station on a Sunday at like three o'clock in the afternoon when no one's there. Oh, cool! So you had the access to their equipment. We did. They didn't know it, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst to them, yes. Yeah, they had no idea. Uh-huh. Uh, but we, we never announced where we were doing it from. It was always kind of a clandestine operation. So but cool. we rolled in there, and we did four or five episodes, just the two of us. 
and it felt really good. It was like, wow, because like, it works because Richard knows zero I was gonna, about beer. Yeah, I was going to ask about that unique dynamic of how he is a beer novice and kind of, you know, not only are you educating him, but a lot of listeners can be educated uh, along with Richard as you, as you move along. That's the idea, yeah. because there's far too many guys in this business that are involved in this world, in this craft beer world, that don't, um, they're not inclusive. Like, if you don't know anything, they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Our, our whole idea is we want, we want to invite people that don't know. We want people that, that don't necessarily know a whole lot about craft beer and see a craft beer podcast and go, I'm not going to listen to that because these guys are going to sit there and preach to me. Yep. We don't. We, uh, we, we prefer to, to teach rather than preach okay. about the, uh, the artistry of craft beer. And we've. We've done a pretty good job now because we're on our we're three and a half years into this at this point, and Richard has gone from a self-proclaimed craft beer novice yeah. to a self-proclaimed uh, what's he called himself the passionate amateur. Now. <laughs> I love it. He's going up levels. He is. He is. He's finding like when we started, he hated IPAs. Now he knows what they are and knows why they exist and sees their place um, in the beer world. He really loves sours. He really loves stouts. So it's been fun, kind of. To show him this world, and uh, after five or six episodes of this, um, we brought in a buddy of mine and Richard's that we've both known for twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Rob Forzik, who started in the beer business the same time I did. Okay, um, in, in what capacity? In. So we started together at a okay. store, at a retail store in South Jersey. That's where him and I met. Okay, got it. Um, and and he was in a band uh, uh, back then in the mid nineties. Uh, a jam band called oh, cool. uh, Maybe Tomorrow, playing okay. with the bass player and the singer and one of the songwriters. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were doing pretty well in the local area. And I'm a percussionist. I've been playing my whole life. Oh, nice. So I begged him. I'm like, come on, man. Let me play with the band. <laughs> so I started playing with the band. And yeah. him and I became uh, he became super tight through the years. Awesome. And we've kind of business together in this. And he's done the same thing. He was in retail. He went to a wholesaler where he was selling Miller Lite. Then he went to a craft wholesaler where he was selling nothing but craft beer. Um... He jumped out of that for a minute to go be a rep for Great Divide out of Colorado. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then he jumped back to the craft wholesaler in New Jersey. And right now, currently, he is the... um He's a New Jersey representative for Stone Brewing Company, which is a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, I lived out in California for a bit. They're uh, Escondido. I was in San Diego for a bit, so I know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Stone Oh, oh yeah. that's cool. So it's kind of two experts and one, uh, one yeah. uh, um, expert in training. Yes. So the way... So I kind of I kind of snuck in and, and creeped in on Rob's band in the mid-'90s. <laughs> Richard and I were doing this podcast, yep. and uh, Rob sat in. And after the first show that he sat in on, I forget it was episode four or five, maybe he was yeah. like, he was like, dude, this is a whole lot of fun. And he's like, I don't know if you felt it, but the chemistry between the three of us is ridiculous. I was like, oh, I felt it. Oh, he's like, look, he's like, look, I, I, I appreciate you bringing me on as a guest, <laughs> but I need to be a part of it. Yeah. So I, you jumped so in I on the band. I'm jumping in yeah. on the cast. That's exactly how it worked. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I can't deny it. When I listen back, like our. Now, our chemistry, and that's what a lot of people do say that hear it. They they just say that, wow, you guys just like it just flows mm-hmm. outrageously well. Oh, it's obvious. Well. It's, we're friends for twenty years, so that's that's a byproduct of it. And no um, so we do a lot of education, uh, a lot of educating about beer, mm-hmm. but we are huge, huge music geeks. Yeah, I was going to ask how you how do you? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you probably infuse the uh, podcast with a bit of music, and I was wondering how we you do. go about that. We do. We talk about it a lot, um, and it's something that we, that Rob and I and Richard have always talked about for years. When we were playing in bands and we were experimenting with different beers, the parallels between.
between the music business and the beer business are unquestionable. Yeah. And we try to point that out um, any chance we get. We like to make comparisons like if you take a if you take a brewery, like that's like take Victory Brewing Company, mm-hmm. then that they're a band and their songs are their individual beer. Yep. And, and and the way they promote their beers and the way the beers are treated on shelves are kind of the way um, CDs and records were treated back when there was CD stores back in the day, like fighting for position, you know, yeah. the, the, big, the bigger named labels are going to get most of the distribution, so that's like your Bud Miller Coors, Jinglings mm. of the World, they're the things that are everywhere, and they're trying to edge out, you know, they're like the big pop bands, and yep. they're the ones that are trying to edge out the indie bands, like, uh, you know, like Yards, Trogues, Dogfish, mm. um, Stone, stuff like that. So the business side of it is is really um, runs parallel also. So it's, it's fun to compare and contrast that. And we're all super dorks about the music business too. Sure. So we talk a, a lot about that. And um, we run the gamut from um, soul, uh, soul funk and hip-hop and jazz uh, through the rock and roll biz and into, uh, into jam bands and stuff. And we all, kind of, we all kind of intersect and come together on the jam band thing because we all kind of hit it from different angles. And it's fun, and it's fun. And we're drinking beer while we're doing it. Perfect. So when you really boil it down, listening to our podcast, you're listening to, to you're, you're, you're basically listening to a conversation and involved in a conversation with three lifelong friends yeah. about music. I mean, what more What more do you want? What, what, more, what more do you need? I love that merging of worlds, too. And yeah, that is something I really enjoy about podcasts, when uh, you feel like you're along for, uh, you're, you're in on a conversation of, of you know, and, and hopefully the people that you really enjoy being with. And, and you guys are most certainly that. There's, there's good, good energy going on uh, on the podcast. It's awesome. Um, what, uh, what You were mentioning some uh, guests there. Do you mind telling me some of the people you talked to? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, I love we, it. You're we've excited. Been doing this. Holy, we've been doing this now um, for almost uh, just over three years, like I said, three and a half years. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've been plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, and we've, we've had some, some great guests on in the past. But this past month, <laughs> just, I don't know what happened, the stars aligned um, back in, I guess, March, early March or into February with the Osiris Network. Yep. Um, when I saw that they had announced that, um, I kind of reached out to them on, on Twitter and was like, yo, this is amazing, <laughs> but you guys are missing the Craft Beer Podcast. Yes. Fast forward four days, and we're on the Osiris Network. Awesome. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow, okay. that happened fast. It happened super quick, yep. um, and, and we were we were super jazzed about it. But I think having that in our back pocket is, has made it easier for us to get guests. So uh, this past month, we sat down with uh, Sam Calcione from Dogfish Head Brewing Company, which oh. is one of our heroes. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so we got to sit with Sam uh, back earlier uh, earlier in the month, and. Um, you know, I was nervous. We all were nervous. Yeah. But everybody busted my balls and said it was uh, that when they listened back to the podcast, they could tell that I was uh, I was like a nervous schoolgirl. <laughs> I, I didn't necessarily feel it, but I was like, look, I think that's charming because this man, if without him and doing what he's done over the past 22 years, totally. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Yep. And none of us in this beer business would. So, yeah, it's a pretty heady thing to sit and talk with him one-on-one, or should I say three-on-one. Yep. Um, in a quiet room with, with a guy that's influenced basically your whole life. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it wasn't lost on you how big a deal it was, and there's no, nothing wrong with that. And I was trying desperately not to be a, uh, a fanboy. A fanboy, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we did all right. I think we did yeah. all right. Uh, 
Richard, Richard, when we get in a situation like that, Richard knows his lane. He stays, he stays in his lane because mm-hmm. he doesn't know. Like he knows enough, and the questions he does ask are great. Yeah. But he doesn't try to jump in and try to take over because he just doesn't know the gravity of the situation. Sure, I bet um, the questions he asked are good for like the more novice listeners too, because that's probably questions do. that they had uh, as he, well. He does when he asks questions. I'm always like, holy shit, Richard, that is a great question. Yep. <laughs> Um, so that was awesome to be able to do that. That's so cool. And then exactly two weeks after, mm-hmm. which would have been this past Monday, uh, we got to sit with Rob Todd, the uh, the owner slash founder of Allagash Brewing Company up in Maine. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. I, uh, yeah, Allagash, absolutely. I mean, wow, doors so have opened for you guys. This is great. It's 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 really great, it's and it's really a cool great. opportunity and, to. I mean, how often do you get to hear the backstories from uh, these these brewers and 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 these guys? Uh, you know, I, I've never really come upon interviews with them, and I want to know their story. Yeah, they do. All, they have great stories, and um, and Rob Todd, we we got to figure out or, or talk about um, how he started, which is just which is great. He worked for another brewery, and mm-hmm. he walked us through the whole thing. Um, and then we found out he's a deadhead, and we were like, "Oh shit!" No, it's on. <laughs> now it's on. We got it. We got it. Um, so that was fun, um, just to sit with him. And then, let's see, that was this Monday. Oh, cool. So Monday, yeah, those are the last uh, two episodes. Was that the Cezanne one? When's the Cezanne one? Is that we, the? So that's we did this this month. We did uh, we did Sam Calcione first. Okay. That was the dogfish episode. And then we did Cezanne Day at a brewery called Tonewood, which are very, very good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, out of Oakland, which is, is the town I live in, basically. Yep. Um, Cezanne Day was created by Allagash. So we ended up doing basically an Allagash podcast at Tonewood, which mm-hmm. was fun. And then we did another episode the following week at a, at, for Record Store Day. We did a, we did a, a, a show at a record store. And um, since Dogfish is the official beer of Record Store Day, we brought a Dogfish rep in. So that ended up being another Dogfish awesome. episode. And then we sat with Rob Todd this past Monday. So this month it's been Dogfish, Allagash, Dogfish, Allagash. <laughs> Just absolutely so, rolling. Yeah, I did notice that you guys do a lot of uh, live episodes. How's that work? Do you, uh, do you let people know in advance? Can people come check it out? People can come check it out. Um, we encourage you. We always throw a mic up and if people want to have questions. Yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, our whole ethos from starting this to the way I live my life and Richard and Rob live their lives and the way, you know, just the way that we kind of feel about life in general mm-hmm. is, um, is all based out of improv. Yeah. Like everything we do, there's no script or plan. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't talk to each other. Like if we're going to do an episode, we try not to talk to each other. Uh, we minimally interact for about a week until we sit down. And then I don't know what Rob's going to talk about. Yeah. Rob is no, what I'm going to say. And Richard has no idea about most things, so we just roll. So the improv aspect is right there, and that kind of scratches that itch from playing music, from totally. being in jam bands um, for as long as we were. Like that, we, you, you miss that component of improv mm-hmm. by doing the podcast the way we do it. We get to be, um, we get to, we get to do that improv. So I know I listen to a lot of, uh, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts on the Osiris Network at this point, and I'm hearing a lot of guys. I mean, you can't obviously do an improv podcast, like, because you're researching, your shit is on point. Yeah, I, I, I have to go in. I have to become an instant expert on some of these people. I, 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 I will admit it, I am talking to people so often that are so much smarter than me, so if I don't know my shit, it is not going to go well. Exactly, and man, you really do. You nail it. You know your shit. So that's, it's like, that's, that's super kind of you to say. It's, 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 like, it's, you're it's, able to... You're sparring 
bonding with these people. You know, you're able to talk the ball back and forth with people, and, and I'm just like, wow. Like, this took a lot of effort and work, whereas, you know, when I'm doing a podcast, I kind of look at my fridge and go, well, I guess I should drink some beer. I'm not sure what I'm going to bring. Well, uh, and I, mean, I show up with a cooler. That's think, it. <laughs> think of all the magic that can come from those uh, improvisational moments where you where you all just kind of click on something at the same time, and it gets rolling. I mean... There, there's something really, really special about that, and there's something really fun, and that's what I mean. Not not only is your podcast completely informative, and and uh, I'm 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 probably Richard below Richard level novice, but uh, uh, I'm I'm definitely into it, and I'm definitely into learning more, and and what a tool uh, this podcast is for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we love doing that. We love being able to, to show people the way. We've had some people reach out to us on social media. Uh-huh. Um, but we had a, a new brewery reach out to us um, called Love City Brewing in Philly. They just opened. Mm-hmm. And they sent us a beautiful message on the uh, on the Facebook. Yep. I'm saying, um, that, our, that as they were setting up their brewery and figuring out what they wanted to do, they were listening to our goofy podcast about beer. And it provided them um, insights on the local market yes. and what to do and what not to do. And we were like, oh, wow, that's pretty freaking cool. So uh, Richard went over there and uh, won their, their little soft opening last week that mm-hmm. they did, which is awesome. Richard went over and did a, a little impromptu podcast with them, which was kind of cool. And we have that audio. We're going to play around with it and, uh, and, and juice it up a little bit, make it sound good. We're going to release it. It's kind of yeah. neat. Oh, cool. That's something that we can look forward to on uh, a future podcast. Yes. Also, something to look forward yeah, what's to. On top? Of this, this month and all of these luminaries that we've sat down with that mm-hmm. have blown our mind. Yep. Today is uh, what is today? Thursday, the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we are doing a podcast at about eleven eleven thirty at the Pizzeria Uno's in Hamilton, New Jersey, with Tom Marshall. Oh no, you're not. He's coming on. He's coming on. That's a thrill. That is that is that is a, that is a thrill. That's awesome. So that I mean, we're massive fish fans. Yes, yeah, so yeah. just to have just to be able to, to to have Tom just to be on the network first of all sure. is amazing. Yeah, and I'm, then, I'm with you. I, I pinch myself that I, that I have um, you know calls with Tom and all that. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, and he's so supportive of everything like, as well too. It's, he's been great to work not. with. Yeah, yeah, they're great guys. And and RJ RJB is coming on too. He's oh, cool. Be on all- Good. So we found out through our little um, our little group communication method, the uh, the Slack channel that we use. Yep. I was paying attention about a month ago, a month-ish ago, and I saw that Tom had mentioned that he's a big fan of Industrial Arts Brewing Company, uh-huh. and we happen to have a connection with Industrial Arts. So we had asked, like, you guys want to come on? And uh, or we talked to Tom, and we said, hey, let's schedule something. And Tom's like, I'm in. So nice. I got a hold of Industrial Arts, and I said, hey, guys. You're not going to believe this, mm-hmm. but we're going to sit down and do a podcast with Tom Marshall and RJ, um, and they really like your beer, and they, uh, especially the beer that you make called Wrench. They're yeah. all about it, yeah. and they want, and, and I want you guys to come on the show and present Tom with the beer, and they're like, are you kidding me? They're also massive fish fans. Okay, yeah, they get it, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Serendipitous, we're going to so cool. have Tom, Tom and RJ on tomorrow, and then we're going to have Ken uh, from Industrial Arts come down with a uh, wrench that was kegged yesterday. <laughs> wow, wow. They, so, yeah, they set, they set it up right for him. That's so cool. Yeah, so, so we'll have cans, we'll have fresh, fresh cans of wrench that we'll be able to talk about. We'll be able to, we're going to talk about Industrial Arts. Um, we're going to talk about the parallels between the beer and music uh, business. We're going we're gonna to try to dive in a little bit on some of um, Tom's work with fish, obviously, because we're huge fans. Mm-hmm. And, and I have some questions for Tom that have nothing to do with fish or beer. Mm-hmm. Just like, 
like, the one thing I'm super curious about is, like, dude, what is your daily routine? Like, what, <laughs> how do you get up in the morning? What does your day consist of, yep. like, an, an average day? Like, I got to know what you're up to. <laughs> I love that. Curious. We need, a, yeah, we need you know, a window in. We need a window. I want to see what's doing. I yep. want to get to the bottom of this. Absolutely. I want to see what's happening with it. Uh, but it'll be fun, and that's a great, that'll be a great way to, uh, to cap off our, our month of April. And then the only thing we have on the books right now yep. is we're doing an, in, uh, in May in mid-May, and I'm not, you're probably not familiar with it, you have to be an uber beer geek to really know, but yeah. Monk's Cafe in Philly, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. uh, has been named perennially uh, one of the ten uh, places in the world uh, to have a beer. One of the top ten places to, that you must go to have a beer, it's always on the list. Wow, cool. So we're going to sit with, uh, we're going to sit with, uh, with Tom from, uh, from Monk's. From Monk's, okay. The owner, founder of Monks. We're going to sit with him, Tom Peters. This is awesome. You got some exciting things on the horizon, man. This is great. Super exciting. We're we're very grateful uh, for all of this because, to be very honest, and I said this on a podcast early in the year, um, at the end of 2017, I was like, ah, you know, we're we're just running out of things here. (laughs) What are we doing? Is this it? I think we might be packing. Yeah, yeah. Is it running its course? Is that that it? Is that it? Like, I'm asking Richard, like, are we going to continue to do this? I mean, I know it's fun. It, it becomes, you know, scheduling it, getting us all in the same room. Yeah, it's tough with multiple people. Yeah. jobs and, and families and every other thing that goes on on the weekends and every other. It's it just become a nightmare. Do we really want to continue doing this? And we're just kind of like, eh, well, we can get around to it. We'll do it. Yeah. And then the Osiris thing popped up. And then all of a sudden, here we are on a roll. So mm-hmm. now we're back to being all in and having nothing but fun with it. And awesome. uh, our, our goal is that everybody has as much fun listening to it as we are having uh, making it, because it is a friggin' blast. That's fantastic, man. Well, it is a blast. The, 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 the show is a blast, and I have a lot of uh, beer enthusiasts in my life, so I would say of the uh, of the family of podcasts of Osiris, I find myself recommending uh, your podcast uh, more often than not. I'm telling people all the time, I'm happy to spread the word here, and I'm I'm uh, I'm really happy you came on. It's 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 great to hear more about this podcast, and uh, let's keep uh, let's, let's keep it going, keep it rolling, man. That's what we're doing. We're keeping it rolling, Mike. Thank you so much. No this problem. Is a great idea, man. I'm looking forward to hearing um, from some of the other podcasts. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I got a couple other interviews lined up that you're here. So nice. thanks, thanks again, and uh, let's stay in touch. I'd, I'd love to talk more about everything. Definitely, definitely, we will. Thanks again, my friend. Of course. So that was Jay from Fear of Crack beard planet uh and as you can tell such a fun guy uh the podcast is great I, i'm i'm kind of a novice when it comes to beer uh, relatively to those guys and uh it's such an informative podcast but it's also so loose and so breezy and so it's just kind of feel like you're hanging out and uh, i mean that as a high compliment it's it's tons of fun so please give that a go um and the next podcast i want to talk about is called daddy unscripted daddy unscripted is a podcast about being a dad Each episode is a loose conversation with the host, Tim Wheaton, and his guests talking about their history with their own dad, how they approach being a dad, and how they manage doing so within their walk of life. It's a podcast that touches on music, culture, and all things parenting. So uh, I got a chance to talk to Tim Wheaton, um, and uh, it's obvious after talking to him that his insight after talking to so many fathers is is pretty invaluable. And... uh, He's a great guy. I really enjoyed the conversation with him. I've been diving into the podcast. I'm a father myself, and so it's been hitting a lot of notes uh, on this end. And I can imagine a lot of you out there as well uh, know about this experience. So let's uh, let's dive right into my conversation with Tim Wheaton. 
Tim, thank you so much for uh, for joining us here today. Um, being a father myself, I relate to a lot of what uh, what's going on on your podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, of course. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and uh, I will say this just so it's there on the record uh, that we will have to talk outside of this about you being on my podcast too. Oh, that would be an honor. I would absolutely like to do it. I have uh, I have six years of experience under my belt at this point, so almost seven. Next week, it will be seven years of experience, so I'd love oh, to talk nice. about it. Well, uh, congratulations and happy birthday to your Thank you. I'll send, I'll send my best to the, to the little lady. Um, so, I, you know... I think the best thing, best place to start is if you could tell us uh, in your own words, what, uh, what is Daddy Unscripted? Absolutely. So uh, the podcast kind of sprang and evolved from originally being an idea uh, for my daughter, my firstborn, of writing a book for mm. her about my family history and things basically that are not fully documented well enough and um, in kind of maybe not the most optimistic view, but a uh, realistic view of life being very short and Mm. never knowing what's going to happen. And uh, my dad uh, died. Uh, He had a brain he had brain cancer mm. and um, he died when I was just shy of my 18th birthday oh. and so I, I've been fully aware and always in tune with the idea that I missed a lot of stuff from yeah. him he and I were really extremely close and mm-hmm. you know there's those things in life that you just as you know as a dad you aren't ready to share with your six year old and you just kind of hold on and wait and even if it is the right age uh, for them to kind of take it in they may not be able to fully understand it or it may just not be you know it may come to you while you're sitting at dinner and you don't want to talk about x y and z and so I'm I'm very aware of how much I potentially missed in conversations from my dad and you know, he, there may be stories that he didn't, for whatever reason, tell anybody. And so I don't want that to happen as much as possible with me. And I want my kids to know as much as they can about me and my life and my um, family history. And so I just kind of started writing a book for my daughter. And I just kind of bit off more than I could chew as a brand new parent and realized <laughs> when am I possibly going to have the time to do this? Writing, and, writing is all consuming at times. I know it well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I started doing it as a blog instead and mm-hmm. thought, you know, maybe I'll be able to get out these short little snippets. And then I thought, well, if I'm doing a blog, then I'm kind of making this public information and how much are people really going to want to get of my life and my history and me. And so uh, I just kind of tabled that for a little while. And then it hit me one day, why don't I open this up? There's so many other people like me out there, whether they're aware of it or not, that have these 
in some cases, amazing stories to tell about their dad or their relationship with their dad that um, their family can benefit from, whether it's their kids or their grandkids, and be able to use uh, the internet and podcasts for this, where it's going into uh, digital the digital world and being able to be tapped into at any time and mm. all of us being able to potentially learn from these stories possibly or be entertained by them or uh, whatever that may be. So I just decided to open up this whole world to dads in general, ones that I knew and ones that I didn't know. And so it's just kind of evolved from that whole big idea. Oh, that's really neat. I was I was going to ask you, that was going to kind of be my follow-up question, because, you know, you discussed in episode one about the various incarnations, and it's kind of neat to see how it organically led to a podcast. And uh, I really like what you were saying about how, uh, you know, there's just, there's kind of a need for that record. I always think about, uh, I, I kind of urge people to talk to, talk to their elders, talk to people who are older. They have stories to tell, and, and, and time does run out, and... Uh, and I, I think this year your podcast offers other people who you have on the opportunity to uh, kind of put some of that down uh, on record, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, every year I kind of sit down and think about doing an annual uh, episode, and it kind of has been like around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time. Um, and this year I just kind of sat and thought about the why do I do this and um, you know I have that conversation with a lot of my guests as I'm trying to uh, woo at sometimes people who are uh, maybe uh, internet famous or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be that Mm -hmm. you know I'm who is this guy who has this little podcast who is reaching out to them on his own without a producer sending something to quote unquote their people Um, and so I wanted to create just a kind of a short episode and I talked a lot about that in my most recent rendition of that about the current day of documentation and how we film you know us as parents we're filming our kids all the time Mm -hmm. and um, documenting so much through photos and videos, you know, we have our phones on us at all the time, and we whether we post it somewhere or not for everybody to see, hey, look at what my kid's doing right now, mm-hmm. we're creating this massive amount of footage and creating this history of our kids, and, and we don't have, you know, as a mid-40s man, uh, I don't have that of my childhood, and I don't have that of my parents, that's Mm -hmm. for ding-dang sure, you know, (laughs) and so I'm kind of, what I see that I'm trying to do is work backwards, you know, we're, we're so big on documenting everything in present time and moving forward with that idea, and so I'm kind of trying to work backwards and create this documentation of all of that as well so that's amazing I know a public service yeah yeah absolutely and also I didn't you know you mentioned how it was you know kind of putting together something it seems like a gift for your daughter in a lot of ways I don't wait but what do you have a is it a daughter you have yeah I have a nine-year-old little girl Uh and a uh, nearly six-year-old boy and you know, I, I hope to live to um, be able to see them become parents themselves yeah. and whatnot, but you just 
never know. And so, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot when uh, I, in my age, I don't really have all of this stuff of my parents and my mom is now uh, 80, she is going to be, I'm doing very slow math right now. <laughs> She will be uh, 85 this December, mm. and so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is starting to slip out of her uh, brain's history of herself yeah. and of other people, and so all of that stuff is just kind of going to be gone at some point, yeah. and so I'm trying to do my best. You know, I am sitting with my mom even here and there and recording with her and trying to get oh, wow, as that's much cool. documented as I can, yeah. That's so cool. So let's talk real quick um, about who you've had on. I know you've talked to a great, great many dads, and uh, I saw recently you talked to um, James from Exploding Unicorn. That was awesome. Ryan from Umphreys. Uh, can you talk about your guests a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, I started out, like I said, um, with uh, some of my friends because I didn't really – uh, have the reach yet or anything, mm-hmm. of course, and Nothing needed that, to yeah. start off small and figure out what I was doing, etc. So, um, yeah, I had a couple of my friends that had some interesting stories still to tell um, at the beginning, and fortunately I had um, a connection with um, the guys from Umphreys McGee, so I was able to kind of hit a little bit early with uh, Ryan Stasek, mm-hmm. the bassist in the band yeah. and with um, Kevin Browning who's the band manager oh, cool. um, and then uh, I had some of my own friends some people that I know uh, through Twitter uh, that are I'm a huge Boston Red Sox and Boston sports fan mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Jimmy Fallon from um, that, that dangerous movie yeah, 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 um, yeah. myself so yeah. I had a couple of those guys on. I had um, I reached out to Bob Ruff, who uh, many people may recognize. He is kind of in that whole swirling world of uh, the first season of the Serial podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And he has one um, called Truth and Justice that um, he has kind of been doing that same work that they have been doing, and I believe he's helped them uh, uncover a few different wrongly accused people that have been in prison for a really long time. So um, I was very fortunate. I reached out to him and Mm -hmm. he was all about it. And um, so I've been just kind of pulling up some random people on Twitter and some have actually responded well. And that's been great. Um, You know, I reached out, uh, gosh, a little, maybe it was over a year ago, before the uh, Boston Marathon bombing um, anniversary was coming up and said if anybody knows anybody who was um, a survivor or helped out during that, you know, send them my way. And I was able to talk with this guy, Bruce Mendelson, who's amazing and who has this crazy story of, you know, he was just there with his brother who actually ran in it and he ended up being just across the street from where two of the bombs or one of the bombs went off and ended up going and helping people out. It's just crazy. All these stories that people have that I've been able to tap into, um, that I, I really am learning a lot and I'm, you know, gaining some cool, um, relationships with some of these yep. people as well and hopefully putting it out there for other people to be able to tap into. Yeah. It must be so cool to just find out all these, uh, 
different stories from all these different fathers. As much as we do have uh, kind of a similar, there's probably similar, uh, you know, experiences that we go through as parents, but also, um, you know, we are each on our own journey with our child and you get to different perspectives and a whole lot of different tales to be told. I mean, this is, this is real, real uh, special podcast you got going. I, I find it awesome what you're doing. I do have one last question. One, I'm, I'm also involved in the Godwin Evan podcast and, Evan just just had a had a new uh, a new baby boy just the other day. Um, I was wondering, and it's kind of a you know, it's. I was wondering if you had any in, advice for our uh, embattled ween enthusiast as he starts his uh, journey into fatherhood. Um, as a dad, I would say to new, uh, brand new dads, uh-huh. like Load absolutely do everything you can for the mom. Mm. Um, you know, take, take care of that, take that baby off her hands whenever yes. humanly possible so that Agreed. she can sleep. Uh, because I, we've been through, uh, two kids that just were not good sleepers right off the bat. Oh, and really? Yeah. That, that insane time that you really just don't feel like yourself because you're not getting any sleep. Yeah. There is like no cure for that other than just getting sleep. So, um, it's, it's hard. I know a lot of moms want to just spend as much time with their babies as possible. And, uh, so when the baby goes to sleep, sometimes it's hard for them, but they just need to go to sleep. Absolutely. And you can provide that. You could, you could be there for them. You could be a backbone, which is really, really cool. I actually, I I think fondly back uh, on those. I mean, mostly there's it's tough, but those sleep deprived <laughs> early days. That was that was that was yeah. a wild period. It really was. Um, hey, so yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I'm really I've, I've just started digging into Daddy Unscripted, and uh, I feel like I've just scratched the surface, and I really can't wait to dig back into your catalog and also just see where you're going moving forward. It seems like the guests are just piling up and. Uh, it's you know in a lot of ways with Osiris and everything here, uh, your journey might be just beginning. So, uh, thanks for talking about it, and I uh, look forward to see where this goes. Of course, thank you. I look forward to your episodes, Michael. Oh, I would love it. Excellent. Thank you so much again, Tim. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So that was Tim Wheaton. Thank you, Tim, for doing that. Really appreciate it. All you fathers out there, or people just interested, uh, it's, it's a lot of cool conversations. Just. Uh, Go find Daddy Unscripted uh, at Osiris Pod. It's uh, it's 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 so interesting. It's a really cool podcast. So that is the uh, end of the interviews for the episode. But I do want to point out a couple other non-music podcasts at uh, Osiris.com. Um, just a few other State of the Gardens one with host Tom Marshall, which a few of you might have heard of. I know me and Jay Rose are talking about him earlier. Uh, this is the official podcast of the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association, focusing on the people and the process of legalizing marijuana and how it brings change to the Garden State. So obviously um, a very current and uh, relevant topic and something uh, I, I know I find important. I'm sure a lot of you do as well. Only a few episodes there, but I can't wait to see where that's going. There's another podcast called Sharing Asana. It's with host Tom Bezos. I, I hope I said that right, Tom. I've never heard it pronounced. Um, Tom is the founder of Float. SNJ, uh, it's where they have sensory deprivation tanks, which I've never done. I really want to dive into, literally. Um, and he invites guests into his facility and interviews them there. Uh, and from from all I've listened to, these stories that are found there are entirely compelling. It's really cool. Um, 
And there is uh, another podcast there that's non-music related that I'm involved in, actually. It's called the, uh, Welcome to the Party, Pal, the mind-bending f- a film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I kind of stumbled through that like I haven't said it a million times. Um, so this is, uh, I, I host it with um, uh, producer and writer and filmmaker Brian Saxon. And uh, it's a podcast that's a celebration of the art of cinema and filmmaking. And um, we dig deep into films. We've just begun. We're, we're about to tape episode seven tomorrow, actually. But we've already uh, knocked out some cool ones. We have one where we talked to... Uh, Kaylin Egan, who's a producer and writer on both The Man in the High Castle and Electric Dreams. And then we just had an awesome Blue Planet 2 uh, episode where we talked to um, underwater cinematographer uh, Roger Horrocks, who's just an amazing human being. And that was so insightful to learn more about that. So more episodes coming soon from Welcome to the Party, Pal. Uh, And of course, we have this across the margin of the podcast which you find people out there know all about. So do yourself a favor and head over to OsirisPod.com. Thanks for hanging out here uh, and learning more about it. I'm sure I'll be talking more about it in the future. I need to dig into the music cast. There's there's just a plethora of uh, amazing music cast over there. Um, And um, I'll be back with you soon with, uh, with another journey beyond the margin. Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris Podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with Relics Magazine at relics.com. Across the margin, podcast.